Let's keep our eye out for Mr. Luft, and then we'll join him. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing real good. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Can't really can't really complain. Been crazy busy, which is good. Um, on on an issue that we're going to talk about today, so that's <laughs> kind of the one of the driving forces behind it. Um, uh, we are the reboot. We're waiting on uh, one or two others to join, but uh, we'll get started anyway today. Um, well, let's let's see if I see him now. Possibly not yet. Um, we took a couple of weeks hiatus. Uh, had a bunch of stuff going on between the group uh, meetings and conferences and whatever else. Um, but uh, we are the reboot. We meet Wednesdays at one thirty. Um, and today we're going to talk about uh, once again zero trust, cybersecurity, and get into a few things that uh, are very very interesting, especially as people become semi-complacent with things today and the risks that are involved with that. Uh, with that said, I am Brian Bracci. I'm with B&L PC Solutions in, uh, on Long Island in New York, joined by... I am Dave Groot with Windstar Technologies, and we are in Culpeper, Virginia. How you doing, Brian? Cool. Good. All right. So, um, okay, I see David now. Hang on. Great. There we go. Hey, there he is. Can't hear you. Not yet. <laughs> Halfway there, half the battle. I can see you, but I can't hear you. Just start talking whenever you want. I'll tell you when we can hear you. Uh, all right, Dave, zero trust. Mm-hmm. Um, taking that that layered approach to securing your network, um, your your entire infrastructure, and putting in tools, controls, and behavioral uh, yep. training that you can kind of – close any open door hole, whatever you want to call it and secure that environment and trust nothing except for what you allow. And that's our, I mean, the, 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 the skinny of it. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and, uh, going over some different controls that we are putting in place. And they're like, well, why do I need this? If I have this, why doesn't this do everything? And I, I kind of, you know, the, the analogy is, well, you know, do you wear your seatbelt in your car? I'm like, well, yeah, of course. I said, but you have airbags. I said, you have, why would you wear a seatbelt if you have airbags? You know, right. it's the same same concept. Like you you do because because one isn't enough, and it's it's you know layering Fine. in what you can to protect you. And, and again, everything that we do and say what we're going to talk about is not foolproof. Well, I mean, we we constantly are preaching right defense in layers. Uh, you know, it's not about one tool. It's not about one. One fix, one correction, one anything. It isn't set and forget, right? I do a workshop every week on the seven layers of defense just to talk about where it is you can apply different strategies in these different layers to cross over and protect yourself to gain that zero trust kind of mentality. Right. And and yeah, there's a couple of different primary pillars, is the is the word everybody sure. to use yep. when you're when you're talking about these types of things in the world, but you know, Microsoft has theirs and then uh, NIST has their pillars of what zero trust really is. Uh, You know, it, 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 it really just comes back to me. It's, it's about look, keeping in control of your identity infrastructure, keeping control of your infrastructure and then keeping control of your data. And those are the three things you're playing with. However you want to slice it up. It's becoming more and more important for everybody, not just, you know, the big guys. Yeah, I, I'll 
talk firsthand on an experience I had last week. We got a phone call in from someone that was not a client. They were under what they they assumed was a suspected breach and kind of tried to get some gather some intel over the phone with them and they didn't know too much. So I went on site and uh, there were someone had control of their server um, and installed some tools and and um, you know the first thing they're asking is you know how did how did this happen? I said well, we're, we're not there yet. Let's identify what's going on here and try to analyze and, and, and get get the um, see the severity of the issue and, and exactly what 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 was impacted we, you know so 36 hours later, of just digging in and, and, you know, there was a, a ransomware um, rampant on the network. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No. 36 hours no. later yeah. of you getting many resources involved, very highly trained, you know, knock sock people who do this stuff all day. Yes. Trying to dig in and figure out what the hell's going on. So like it wasn't just 36 hours. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I, okay. I, 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 that's, that's. They need to understand that, Brian. Yeah, oh, the, the people here certainly. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think the, the, the pain points though are, are the, go, the, that the laborious task of going through everything, getting the resources available, and having the, honestly, Dave, the relationships with these vendors that I can call on on a dime in an incident with someone that's not even a client of mine technically, and get them involved in doing their diligence and, and poking around and, and what I was able to find out and detect which, who was compromised, how it came in, you know, just giving them the little, you know, after the fact, the little access that we had to things. Um, and, and, you know, the long story, the short story is that, that the breach impacted four servers, 50 some odd workstations, half, half the, half the uh, company entirely down for four days right? Uh, you know, recovery is, is remediation as a whole and mitigation is a whole nother, you know, conversation, but, right. but it's the postmortem when I wrote their postmortem up yesterday and, and, and had a conversation with them on Monday about these things and, and they're, well, how did this happen? And, and honestly, to be fully transparent here, it was, um, the answer is, well, here's nine openings that, that, we have right now firewalls unsupported unpatched servers haven't been patched in a year or rebooted um uh no password policy in place and we just went down the list of of you know unrestricted usb access so it was just pick pick your you know i, I don't know and any one of these is is an entry point so with, with that said what can we do? Well, well, we, we can, you know, now, now that we're, we're clean and we're in a, when a, a, you know, a, a known good state, we can now lock down and we're, we're still not there yet. So, so now we're, we're two days out. We're still not locked down. I said, we did nothing. I said, we, we, we brought you back to where you were, whatever vulnerability was there is still there. Right. Because we, you know, we changed passwords. We did, you know, we, I mean, we, we did put some software out there to, to, to um, help mitigate, but, and I, you know, my words to them would do not be complacent right now because you're all working. I said, you know, you had a hundred plus people out of work for four days. I don't even know what that dollar amount is, but, you know, think in terms of beyond the scope of that, um, we now need to spend money and, and 
put the tools in place, the controls in place, the policies in place, the procedures in place, have everything documented. And, and, and then, then you can kind of relax and take a breath. Um, and well, you know, well, I understand you know, it's emotional. Keep it's, it's testing and keep absolutely. You can't yeah. slow down on that. Right. It, Cause it, your yeah. landscape changes. Now, every decision you make as an organization needs to consider cybersecurity. And I mean, every decision strategically, operationally, uh, it, it doesn't matter. And I don't mean you, I mean, your clients, I mean, yeah, those folks yeah. that we're talking to out there, right? Like, yeah. like it's changed the game for those people and for many like them. Right. You, you, it does. It's, it's like you say, if you don't fix the vulnerability, they're going to come right back and do it again. And, and okay, you got away with it once, whatever, you know, let's push that envelope. I don't think that's a great idea. Uh, you know, you're not going to make it twice. Right, um, right, right. You know, but and keep in mind that, that whoever this, if anyone, you know, we always say when you breach, right. Cause there's no, it's not going to happen. It's, it's inevitable. It, it's really a, a, a one. And it could be on a personal level. It could be on, on, on a, on the business side, but the, you know what zero trust does though with that it is they can still get in even with zero trust, Brian, they can still get in, but here's what I like about it. If it's deployed properly and it's set mm-hmm. up, they get in and they're stuck in the mud. Right. Right. And they're basically, they get one thing, Right. Because they hit somebody with a link or something and they got a, you know, a, a phishing email or a business email compromise, some kind of payload dropped, you know, and they got a hold of one machine. And then what do they do? They sit there and they enumerate, right? Like they try and figure out what can I see on the network? Uh, you know, what 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 accounts can I find sure. on this yeah. machine? Is there any password hashes? How can I elevate? What services are running? Is there any known vulnerabilities on those services? You know. Blippity blippity blap. I'm going to put in map yep. and I'm just going to go blast. You know, I'm going to find out everything I can. Well, if you've got a zero trust model, that thing's going to come back and say there is nothing. Right. It's right. just you all by yourself sitting here doing nothing. And with, with that with that behavior going on and all that noise um, with with the right solution in place, that that that, that, that should get self-isolated or should be isolated by, you know, you know, um, through automation. And then. Right. You know, then that issue is is now on its own and can be mitigated without affecting or compromising the network. It still needs to be addressed. That what happened here? How did it happen? Who is it? And what? But as you're saying, with with that zero trust implementation, uh, the the I mean, I, I think we could all say with certainty that if if you have a zero trust environment configured properly, to your point, David, configured properly, um, the uh, the odds of of a company wide ransom attack or, or having to shut everything completely down are significantly d- decreased as opposed to, even if you, listen, you can be patched, you can have antivirus, you can have all your, check all your boxes, your firewalls up to date and all this good stuff and still get compromised like, like, like that. You can have MFA that can be compromised. You mm-hmm. can have like, I mean, none of those things, which are all still good, right? Yeah. You should still have antivirus. You should still have a password. You should still have MFA because the more of those layers, the more of an, uh, you know, a uh, challenge, the more sure. pain yeah. in the ass it is for the hacker. They're going to move past you ideally and to go to somebody that's a little bit more low hanging fruit. At least that's our hope and goal. Um, but yeah, nothing is, you know, if, if that zero trust is in play, then in essence, that means that my identity, me, has only the permissions that are given to me to even know about 
devices on the network, services on the network. Can I send to a printer? Maybe, but a printer can't send to me because it doesn't need to. And so Zero Trust blocks that, right? And so yeah. we're yeah. stopping that movement, that lateral movement on the network using those tools like PowerShell and all the things that we use every day to administer our networks. So the security tools don't always scream when they're in use, right? Especially if it's by a privileged account, because yep. that's what they're designed to be in use by. Uh, you know, this is the zero trust. I mean, my gosh, guys, I, mean, I don't know if you remember. I know we've talked about it in the past, but I have to keep going back to it because it blows me away. I think it was like 1998 or 96, 7, 8, 9, somewhere in there. I'm sorry. Had- I, was, I wasn't born yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we had a product then called Zone Alarm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was a zero trust firewall. Mm-hmm. I mean, it basically everybody hated it because it, it was trying to disable it because it just you couldn't do it. Right. It was the first firewall that watched what was going out mm-hmm. and stopped all that, too. And that's yeah. really what a firewall is supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody, you know, most places we go, the deny all rule is supposed to be on. Meaning nothing happens except for what you say can happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. people don't like that, right? That's we want information, we want it now, we don't want to wait, we don't want to plan, we want it on the spur of the moment, on yeah. demand, you know, all those things. And then what do we do? We give away security to get that. Yeah. So then there's a vulnerability. Even on top of, you know, with, with the, the firewalls that we do sell, we we bundle the security services into the Fortinets, right? And we don't give an option like, oh, no, you, you know what? You just need a firewall with support on it. Like, no, it, it's bundled. Yeah. You know, so we talk about layers. I mean, there's, there's you know, uh, oh, what's our, what, how is it going to be affected with, with you know, um, if you're doing uh, um, IDS and, and content filtering and all this other stuff. And it's like, no, today, especially today, these firewalls are meant to, that's that's what they're designed to do. I don't like that you have the option to not have services bundled with it. Um, you know, you gateway antivirus or gateway something, you know, just another layer of protection on that perimeter is is inevitable, I, I think. I mean, it's not. Oh, it's I, I, look, I, that's one of the layers, right? This, yeah. uh, of the seven that I preach on all the time is perimeter and, and, and firewall is yeah. what you got. The only, look, the only thing I'll say about that uh, is that, now we have a dispersed force, right? And so that firewall is playing a slightly different role. Uh, And it depends, like with the cloud and with remote, there's less on-premise assets to protect in most cases. And so that firewall uh, is shifting on some level a little bit away from that paradigm, I think anyway. I'm seeing in some cases where we're not even worrying about the firewall or the security software on the firewall because we're putting it all at the client, right? right? So we have all the content filtering and the DNS and the firewalls and all that kind of stuff are handled by the, the client itself. And that, that, that means if they're anywhere, we still have that same control, right? That's where, you know, it's just, but you're right. When you're talking about a network infrastructure with on-prem stuff, that perimeter there, like, it's better to do it through the firewall because I don't have to go through 57 machines to make right. sure they're all the right way. Right. Right. So it just depends on where people are set up and how they are. Yeah. And you brought up, you know, cloud and that's another layer that, yeah, that big is very easily overlooked. I mean, I talk to prospects, clients, you know, or not, not so much clients, but, but prospects about what are you doing for, for protection on your, 
on your cloud accounts. And they're like, well, they're, they're, they're good. I'm like, they're, they're good. How, um, you know, and, and uh, I mean, I, again, they get, I've had people tell us that they're good and there's you know, so going back to what we said earlier, there's, there's no multi-factor or, you know, somebody knows all the passwords to all the accounts. Um, and, and just these, again, the, the human layer is, is the worst. It's the absolute worst. When you have to rely on, on a person to do something the right way, I mean, you know, what if that person's having a bad day? What if that person hates his job? What, whatever it is, you know, then uh, that, that's a layer that, that, that needs to be uh, taken, you know, with extreme caution when you, when you assign people to do things or, or tasks, especially when it comes to security. Um, but the, having the, the cloud services, the SaaS services protected by some kind of an MDR or SOC or something to analyze that data and that traffic, uh, a lot of people don't do that. They're just looking, okay, here's my network. Well, no, your network extends now beyond um, just your local infrastructure. Guess what my favorite thing is, Brian? Chocolate brownies. No, sim. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah, what does I mean, that's, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and again, some of these solutions, you know, Dave, I think you're with, um, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I partnered with Blackpoint recently, right? And all the, all the layers that they have, um, no, David, just couldn't hear you. Sorry. <laughs> um, all the layers, you, you can. They, they have the sim. They have the 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 cloud protection. They have the 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 sock. So they have layers in 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 one product, which which is nice. But again, that's all just one layer that still needs to be, you know, overlapped with something else. Um, so we use them for you know that's what we, we partner with and it's been it's been a great experience um well so yeah i mean for us what we do is we we make sure we're pulling all of the logs in from all of the, the cloud services in so that that sock they have the most insight possible right like mm -hmm. if they can because like look i mean there's always false alerts and there's always hey this behavior could be malicious right. in yeah. intent but 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 when you start seeing it from multiple locations, cross-checked, overlapped, same time, you know, you can start getting three opinions. And now I see, okay, look, this is really happening and it's not supposed to be in this way or, or whatever. They get more information from those log files, like you say, because everything is in the cloud. And right. I, I got to tell you, it's, it's just amazing what, what, what you can understand about activity and everything else with all those log files. So it's yeah. valuable information, even and it's, and, it's, and, and there, there is on our part, there's the validation that that needs to take place because we'll get an alert um, for a potential compromised credential. If if it, if, right. if if the SOC sees somebody logged into in California to their email, three hours later they see that same account logged in in Chicago, they send mm -hmm. us an alert. Say check for a possible um, data right. uh, password compromise on on right. this user. So we, we have to validate that. We call the user and say, are you traveling? Yes, I'm in Chicago. Okay, great. If they're not, then now we have something concrete. But, but the right, notification but if I can is see that their mobile phone just logged in from L.A. at the same time as their laptop logged in right. from Chicago right. because right. I'm looking at logs from different mm -hmm. places, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm catching on that this is definitely not travel. Right. And right. now I can, you know, as a SOC, you know, as an analyst, yep. I'm able to see that information quick. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I mean, we can go on and on about this, right? I mean, there's just, um, like I said, I think, I think the, the, there's never 
a time to not have the conversation. It's very easy, you know. It's it's, it's such a big topic and and risk for for individuals and companies alike that it's very easy just to kind of turn away from it and say I, I I you know you're overwhelmed by it. But it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, there's there's solutions that we could put in place in in an hour and mm-hmm. uh, give you a, a level of protection that that is going to supersede anything you have in place now. Guaranteed. I mean, there's just absolutely. You, you you can knock up their security six six notches really quick. If it's compliance, that's a little bit more time involved because we're now we're talking about policies right. and procedures right. and, and right. culture and stuff. But but yeah, security can be done relatively. It doesn't have to be super duper expensive. It just needs to be done wisely. And, and I would say, you know, again, preaching on my soapbox, uh, <laughs> know what you got to protect because then you know what the priorities are and try and do an assessment or have somebody give you an assessment so that you can see where the gaps are in your security today and how that impacts the things that are most important to your organization. And then focus on those first, right? Because you're not going to be able to do every every possible little, you know, hey, do MFA, do this, do this, get a spam. Like, okay, great. Yeah, I yeah. can buy a thousand things, you know, cut, you know, death by a thousand cuts. But like, Look at what's important, understand it. And the way you do that is think through that exercise of if I walk into my company tomorrow and I don't have access to my payroll, what does that mean? If I walk into my company tomorrow and my phones aren't working, what does that mean? If I walk into my company tomorrow and my website is down or my whole internet is down or all of our data is gone or our financials are locked up, what does that mean? Who do I call? What do I got to do? Oh, where do I find that information? Because my computer is currently hosed. Like think through those things so that you know where to focus your time. Yep. Yeah. That's a, those are excellent points. And I I think along those lines, you know, an incident response plan. We've talked about that before. And everyone, everything that you just described is an incident. And, you know, an example of that is the same breach. Not only was their network down, guess what else was down, David? Their phones. Yeah. We had, we, so they with that. Their customer flow. They couldn't tell what not, their problem was to the customers, right? Their customers are wondering what the hell's up. Are you alive or dead? Exactly. Like, exactly. You know, I, I mean, so reputational that, damage all day long. Exactly. And then on, on the, and just to go one step further, I know we're, we're tight on time, but the impact of, of a breach or especially specifically a ransomware attack where your files are encrypted, there's the threat of now data exfiltration or exploiting on top of that. Right, being put out on the dark web for sale. And so now you're looking at fines, data breach notifications. Exactly. You know, it, it uh, just, it goes, it, it, <laughs> it's a rabbit hole hard. into these areas that, you know, and so yeah. the first step is to talk about that prevention, get, get the layers in place and and right. have a timeline. I mean, again, software aside, security aside, then there's the policies, right? Policies need to be written and followed and tested. So, and again, things we talk about all the time, but it, it's they're, they're they're critical, and and especially today, I like I said, I just lived it last week, and it was just it was disheartening to see yeah. the damage that was done. Fortunately, uh, we're at a hundred percent recovery with them, um, but it was it was devastating. It really is just something that you're at a hundred percent, meaning you were able to put them back whole. 
but I, you know, I, I would off, I would kind of argue that they'll not be a hundred percent because of all the hidden right. costs, right? The, whatever that is yeah. money or otherwise just business right. reputational loss, whatever, um, you know, the legal fees or, or emotional or, or, you know, all kinds of things weigh on those. Those are the kinds of things folks don't really want to think about when, when they're thinking security, right? Yeah. There's an expense. And I always try and tell my clients, it's like, look, you know, just picture yourself just sitting there at your desk, writing cards to your list of clients, explaining to them why their stuff is on the dark web. Right. Because that's yeah. what you're going to do. Yeah. And then tell me how that makes you feel. <laughs> like, right. you know, right. because, you know, tell, telling your staff, you know, and their families, your stuff's all out there. And hey, I can't pay you now. Right. Uh, you know, like, like, wow. Um, yeah. So, yep. Cool. Crazy. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that you were able to help them out. That's really cool. No, definitely. Definitely. Uh, there, there's that, that, you know, sense of, you know, on our end, uh, accomplishment, being able to, you know, do what we can do. Um, but it's, 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 a you know, one of those lessons learned, which is written in our postmortem. It, it was, you know, the whole list of things and then, and then, you know, uh, lessons learned and hopefully that that sticks and, and uh, better controls are put in place. And, uh, you know, our goal is to obviously prevent whatever we can. Um, but I think a bigger goal that we preach to clients and prospects is, is, we want that. How quickly can we identify something that something's going on? You know, we don't want to find out in a month that this happened. We want to find out. I mean, ideally seconds, right? We want to know this is going on. Well, right I mean, now. you're, you're mitigating the risk. That's yep. what you're trying to do. Limit the exposure, whatever yep. the, whatever the phrase is, mm-hmm. less is better. Right. I mean, like, again, they might compromise one machine. Mm-hmm. They might even get a couple files off of that machine, but they're done. That's right. where they stop. You know, right. Uh, and I can live with one machine. I can fix that. Right. You know, that, that's something we can work with, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, cool. All right. Well, thank you. All right, guys. Good to see you. See you guys next week. I'll be safe. All right. Take care, guys. Bye.